the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon on this Tuesday. All is well. Facebook is back. Folks, it's The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePetro.com. I want to welcome everybody back in on Facebook. How about a thumbs up, folks? Yesterday, yesterday was some kind of day. I am not alone, by the way. Juan is not alone as far as uh, it, it is incredible how much Facebook, as Donna Perry said in the last hour, how much it is, in fact, it's become a utility. And, and it's not just... You know, obviously, I love seeing all of you and seeing your comments. Find the page, John DePietro Show. But but on top of that, uh, you know, routinely, Governor McKee, who has a briefing coming up today at 2 o'clock, and he's not the first one. It started with Governor Raimondo. But they would, you know, routinely mention that they were doing a Facebook Live uh, for commerce and for different people. Good afternoon. There's Jen and... And uh, Dan Hawkins, hola, there's Melissa and a lot more as people are uh, glad. We did do a one after dark last night. There's Anna, Anna, excuse me. But, folks, it is back. There was uh, some kind of day. You know, I know Facebook is trying to explain exactly what happened, but it's it's one of those things that, and I want to be very clear with people, that is um, that has never happened before. And I don't mean, you know, it didn't happen that we didn't do live, but um, it was. I was actually reassured because as we were trying to log in yesterday, which we do, all of a sudden, I, it just would not connect. And for different reasons, <clears throat> I think there are some people that are still not back. So I think it'll be a, a rolling uh, type of thing. But as far as life with Facebook or life without, uh, I will, I don't like going backwards. It is incredible, folks, how much you depend on it with message with people. Um, some people strictly, that's how you communicate with them on Facebook Messenger. I know so many organizations that post or businesses and so forth that that post. But it is back. Um, the good news that I've heard is they're going to, I mean, listen, Facebook is not a poor company. They're going to um, really invest in their uh, infrastructure to, to ensure that that never happens again. But that was, uh, that was an incredible day. So, folks, right now, 1208 in the Ocean State, this portion of our program, brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688. Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, and you hear me mention, look for their great Facebook page, which they do a great job on. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, where they uh, fall homegrown mums kale. Outstanding. They have uh, mums, 4-inch, 12-inch pots, 10-inch, 12-inch hangers, 12-inch patio pots, 6- to 9-inch kale assorted colors, pumpkins, straw, Cornstalks, gourd, sugar pumpkins, fall decorations, and so much more. This is the best time of the year to plant trees and shrubs. Gift certificates are available. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Uh, Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They have had a tremendous year. I think so highly of them uh, because their work ethic and it's a family business, folks. They are the American dream. They work hard. They do. They put out a great product, great service. I am just so impressed. And um, I don't know if I've ever expressed that to them, but I. They have run such a great operation. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and I love. You know, every week I get an email from someone saying, "You know, Juan, I've heard you talk about them. We took the ride, and it's everything you said it was and more." So, folks, pop off and see them. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, you hear me mention the website. We do have a number of videos up if you want to get a hold of me and a lot more. It's tobetro.com, which is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Call Pat today, 401-474-5253. When you hear me mention someone like Pat Elston, there is a link at the website. But based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Maybe you haven't talked to her in a little while. Or maybe she helped you sell a piece of property or acquire a piece of property. Give her a call. Say, there you are, Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. Services all over Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. And Pat specializes residential, 
uh, investment, property sales, residential, commercial leasing. Listen, it is a great real estate market, but this is not amateur hour time. You want to deal with someone like Pat Elston, 20 years experience. There's a link at the website, dipetro.com. Now, folks, um, again, Governor McKee coming up at 2 o'clock. I, I think the name of the game, there's, there's a number of different things, but... I think a big part of what Governor McKee is going to be dealing with is just the staffing shortage within healthcare. I know some people may want to point to some other things. Uh, the, the COVID numbers, by the way, are going down. The COVID numbers are truly going down. And so I, I don't understand um, why they are giving, you know, all the frontline workers. And if you're listing right now, I'm anxious to hear Governor McKee talk about there are 92 healthcare facilities in Rhode Island that did not meet the COVID-19 vaccine mandate deadline, and they're trying to get a a 30-day exception. Now, also, his approval rating has dipped, meaning Governor McKee. So I'm anxious to see how he's going to handle this if he decides to go outside of some of the advice that he's been given. I know that, you know, some of his people, folks, I... I don't know yet. I think the jury is out a little bit on how um, the 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 jury is gonna how how people are gonna judge exactly what he wants to do. If if he starts mentioning, you know, President Biden says to do the following, I think he's gonna lose a lot of people. If he starts saying, "Well, Doctor Fauci says," listen, Doctor Fauci is still saying we can't celebrate Christmas, so Governor McKee has some decisions to make. Governor McKee has got to start to, you know, and I don't know. I, I think it's an unknown yet whether or not are these, d- does he have good instincts? Is he getting bad advice? Is he getting the proper information? We don't know yet. Now, I also see fate of unvaccinated Rhode Island firefighters remains uncertain. And I'm going to play that story. Channel 12 has the story. But, you know, uh, this job status, unvaccinated firefighters in Rhode Island, uncertain. Judge ruled in favor of the McKee administration. Um, so I, I don't understand why EMTs, how, if, if you're pulling the license of frontline healthcare workers, I don't understand how you're not pulling the license for the EMT. In Providence, this is a Channel 12 story. 12 firefighters remain unvaccinated as of Monday according to Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry. But they're still on the job since the Department of Health has not taken action against their EMT licenses. So how is that fair? So, you know, the uh, Department of Health went to Cranston and yanked the license of that Cranston dentist. Even though he was saying, I'm telling my patients, I'm careful. I'm not vaccinated. So, but why haven't they gone and taken the licenses of the EMTs? The unvaccinated firefighters are doing the usual assignments, treating patients, being tested for COVID twice a week. I mean, you want to talk about a double standard. And if anything, an EMT, think of the number of people that don't have a choice in that, that they're just showing up, you know, wherever it is that they're called to. So the governor needs to, um, without question, the governor... Governor McKee needs to address what is, um, without question, a double standard. And it it better not be because of, you know, the power of the firefighters union. It better not be because of the power of the firefighters union. Now, what's this? Two Block Island men to pay for expensive prank and Coast Guard search. So, um, you know, I had heard about that. And also, I know a number of people are asking me about a Charahoe Regional High School senior passed away, case cause unknown. You know, immediately people have been emailing me and sending me messages saying, do you think that's COVID related? I have not heard anything about that. And I I know that uh, rumors are rampant about that within the high schools, but I'm not, uh, I haven't heard anything about COVID. Folks, a lot of times people are passing away lately, by the way, and we don't know exactly um, what it was. So I just want to read this. NBC 10 has learned two Block Island men being held accountable, setting off emergency flares, sparked an unnecessary costly search by the Coast Guard. Uh, Perry Phillips Benjamin Foster borrowed a flare gun June of last year, took a skiff off and fired three flares into the sky night. Their actions caused the Block Island Harbor Master Police to search for a vessel in distress. Lengthy ear, see? The men recorded the incident on a cell phone. 
Coast Guard spent eight hours to find the pranksters using a vessel, two helicopters, air support from Cape Cod. The cost of the search was 104000 The civil complaint to recover those costs put the two men on the hook for $10,000. Um, I'm very anxious. We'll probably cover that on Thursday with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. But I want to talk about this situation, about the FBI and the Biden administration. And this is something that people need to pay attention to. And I'm going to tell you about it in just a moment. And, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by The CBD Store. Now, you're listening right now on this Tuesday. Let's say you have some different aches and pains. Stop by The CBD Store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. Now, they are right across from Airport Plaza, uh, right on Airport Road, right across from the airport, right off of 95. The, the name of it is The CBD Store, Warwick. Look for them on Facebook and pick up. This is what you want. You want a restful night's sleep. Pick up some of these Delta 8 gummies. They are incredible. Now, they also have things for your pet. Or maybe you're fighting stress or anxiety. Or or maybe you just want a good night's sleep. Many times, as I say, one, when I'm up late working sometimes after being out uh, doing a one after dark at a crime scene, it can be tough to fall asleep right away until I found the Delta 8 gummies and then boom, it's like you're in a coma. Uh, so pain or seizure, you know, they like to say you don't have to fight it alone. Stop in. Find out. Michael and his staff are very knowledgeable. And folks, right now, if you are a viewer or listener of the John DePietro Show, 20% off your first purchase. 20% off. Think of that. Two, four, six, eight, ten. If you spend 50 bucks, you get 10 bucks off. 20% off. I received a nice email. One of our listeners went in there, dropped up, dropped us, dropped a hundred bucks. 20 excuse me, 80 bucks, 20% off, only $80. Everyone doesn't have to spend that kind of money. But 50 bucks, suddenly it's 40. The CBD store. Stop it and see them, and especially the Delta 8 gummies, 1845 Post Road and Warwick. So I want to touch on um, this um, this story about the fact that uh, the Biden administration. Now, folks, the teachers unions, as many of you know, control and have so much power, right? So much power. And one of the things um, that they have been talking about is they have been very upset the fact that a lot of school committee meetings which normally people don't attend and people don't pay attention to and instead uh because of critical race theory and because of people like nicole solace who we'll probably have on tomorrow but the um they have been upset the unions have been upset that you Regular citizens have suddenly started paying attention to what's going on in the public schools. And people have been pulling people, their children, out of the public schools. And folks, again, critical race theory is everything comes down to race. And this stems from, you know, there's no gender. You don't say boy or girl. And early on, they teach children, you know, this is as you've heard. Have you heard about stories like this in Rhode Island where... The white students have to stand up, apologize to all the uh, students of color in the class. The students, the children, children now are told, you know, your parents are racist, your grandparents are racist. So a lot of people start to step up and say, whoa, you know, what is this? What does that have to do with reading, right, and arithmetic? What does that have to do with, why don't you teach them basic math? And, you know, the first Thanksgiving and how horrible it is. And, you know, can you believe your family celebrates how we treated the Indians? I mean, just atrocious. Now, keep in mind, they don't teach about the Holocaust. So the teachers unions and the teachers union in Rhode Island specifically uh, have not liked the fact that all these people are going to school committee meetings. Right. They like it when no one goes. And on top of that. You've also had a number of union flunkies who basically uh, and hacks that sit on school committee uh, boards 
and they just go along with whatever the school committee. And a lot of those people have said, you know, I don't want this anymore. I'm not doing it. It's not worth it. So instead of dealing with the issue, which is critical race theory, and folks, keep in mind, the union, they have their allies in the media. We know who they are, right? They, you know, they may, oh, yeah, I just want to find you. They have the people with the union talking points. But this is another level where the U.S. Justice Department, the Biden Justice Department, Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, is now instructing President Biden federal assistance to investigate and they say stop threats of violence over policies like mask mandates, uh, critical race theory. Uh, Then this just came down yesterday. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland directed the FBI to hold strategy sessions in the next 30 days with law enforcement. With what he believes threats against school board staff and the country's public schools. Garland said this is harassment, intimidation. Folks, did they investigate Black Lives Matter last summer? Of course not. Should they? This is all an intimidation. This is all an intimidation to stop parents from going. They want to treat parents that want to ask questions about what's being taught in the schools and label them domestic terrorists. Maybe you go to the school committee hearing in Lincoln. Maybe you've gotten involved and you're paying attention what's going on in North Smithfield or in Cumberland or wherever you can hear my voice. So what are they saying? Well, we don't want you to go anymore. So from now on, the people that go are basically going to be labeled domestic terrorists. This is all an intimidation tactic to try to get parents to stop going to these school committee meetings. And I'm reading, we don't remember similar focus on harassment, intimidation, threats against police officers, small businesses, or others from groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, or any of them. So, so the National School Board Association, as President Biden, federal assistance, investigate any parents coming to school committee meetings asking about mask mandates or critical race theory. How is this possible? You know, folks, I have, um, you know, like a lot of people, I, I have tried to try to reel people in. I know many people have been saying, you know, we're losing our rights and what's happening in the country. But this is absolutely another level. So the Justice Department has no business being involved in this. Nothing at all. Zero. They should have said, listen, handle it at a local level. And let's just say, let's take the town of Lincoln. If for some reason there's someone on the Lincoln School Committee and there's some parent who's being very abusive, either about critical race theory or about the mask mandate or anything like that. Listen, then that should be handled by the Lincoln police. But when you say FBI... And when you get FBI involved, well, we've already seen, folks, we've already seen right now with what has happened with January 6th and anyone associated with that. And, and why was that really done? Why are they, um, why are they going uh, on this? Why are those people still being held a huge part of this? Is because they want to draw, make an example out of them, and they don't. They it wasn't January sixth. It's they didn't want this repeated ever again, and I mean at the state capitals because that's where it was leading. You know what you saw happen at the Capitol on January sixth. They were afraid that that was going to happen at the Rhode Island State House and at Beacon Hill in Massachusetts and everywhere else around the country, folks. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by it's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now, listen, don't kill the messenger. It is not your imagination. It is starting to get colder. And I have a feeling November, December. Listen, R.E. Coogan and Heating. You hear me talk about it. You can call them 401-732-6562. Gas boilers, oil burners, R.E. Coogan and Heating. 24-hour emergency service. Call them 401 401- 
R.E. Cooner Heating. Folks, I tell the story. A week ago, all of a sudden, boom, no hot water. A hot water boiler gave out. What did I do? Did I try to fix it? No, I did not. Did I panic? Of course not. What did I do? I called R.E. Cooner Heating, 401-732-6562. I let Coogie into our home. I didn't fix it alone. And boom, within 24 hours, hot water, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Let them into your home. Don't fix it alone. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. 401-732-6562. Look for him on Facebook. And the website is recooganheating.com. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro right now at 1226 on this Tuesday. And this portion of the program is brought to you by Endzone. Stop in now. End zone sports pub, but tonight they'll have Red Sox Yankees on for crying out loud. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Dana runs a great place. I watched the Patriots uh, season opener there. I'm going to be back there. End zone sports pub. Try a new place. Tonight you want to go with the crowd. Pop by End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Red Sox Yankees at Fenway tonight, 8 o'clock. Uh, Uh, one game, winner takes all, moves on to the playoffs, own sports pub. And there's a link right at the website, which is topetro.com. But I find that story uh, just so appalling that they are absolutely trying to cut down on, they don't, it's very simple. These are bullying tactics by the Biden administration. Bullying tactics where they, in essence, they don't want you. They don't want parents. They don't want people outspoken questioning what's going on in the public schools. So, and the double standard is is really just remarkable. When you think of the fact that there was, there's been nothing like this. You know, why didn't they go after Black Lives Matter? Why don't they go after Antifa? You know, it's not your imagination. The, the media is absolutely biased. You know, I mentioned yesterday there was a write-up. Uh, in the Providence Journal about this young activist and he's a member of Black Lives Matter and he's going to run for office. He just doesn't know what office yet. And this whole puff piece and at no point in the story. See, they love the idea of a young activist, 22 year old activist launches General Assembly run. And you've probably seen him around the head of Rhode Island Black Lives Matter Political Action Committee. He's been spotted leading protests outside the public safety complex. He's quoted in news coverage. Nowhere in there do they mention that he completely lied to the media about the situation that happened back in uh, late June into early July. But it was late June. Do you remember that whole thing? It was hot out Sales Street. He was the one leading the charge saying that 20 children were nearly beaten to death and infants were pepper sprayed, all lies. Then he doubled down. Then he said that white supremacists were trying to burn down the house. Nowhere is it mentioned in the story. Folks, how is that possible? If he were a Trump supporter, completely different story, completely different article. There's not one negative thing in the story. It's a total flattering puff piece. They don't mention the fact that he held a rally, organized a rally, and people arrested for showing up with handguns, not even mentioned. Nope, because that's not the narrative they want. But I'm telling you right now, if this were a Trump supporter, if he were not a person of color, and then supposedly tells the story, I don't know whether it's true or not, that he claims he was homeless, seems a little odd, he was attending Bishop Hendrick in high school, but he and his mother and brother were living out of a car and he was homeless. That seems like a little bit of a stretch, but I, I don't know what to make of it. He's really not, to me, the story here. The story should be the coverage of that individual and how the media wants to. They, they want to and won't bring out anything negative about the cause that they believe in. You know, folks, and again, good afternoon at 1230. 
You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, this portion of our program is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop in. I saw John Francis on uh, Saturday. Uh, Stop in and see him. Now, listen, I know you may have some different choices for where you get your firearms, ammunition, accessories. I implore you, I encourage you to visit Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call them at 401-727-1716. 401-727-1716. Firearms, ammunition, accessories, and and perhaps you would like to sell some of your collection. Maybe you don't need all those firearms. You can either sell them to John Francis or sell them on consignment. Competition Shooting Supplies. I know for a fact that one of our listeners, they had a family member pass away, and I think they had a collection of about 10 handguns. They brought them in and sold them to John Francis, who's so such an expert at competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. Look for him on Facebook. He also has great Facebook page, keeps it up to date. You can see some of the new products they get in. Uh, he's got some new Glocks in and a lot more. Call him, 401-727-1716. He's my gun guy. He's John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. If you'd like to stop in, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. How do you get there? You're going 95 North. You take the last exit in Rhode Island, which just happens to be exit 2A, like Second Amendment. Follow that, past the Edelboro train station, come to the intersection, of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street, hang the left, boom, there you are at Competition Shooting Supplies. Folks, as always, I encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com. Now, we do have um, a story on that no one else has uh, gone with yet, which is not surprising, but uh, we do have the story up about the protesters and uh, what their next plan is, and uh, we're keeping people up to speed on that. And remember, depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Stop in. They're open seven days. Great menu. Uh, biggest bar in Rhode Island. You're going to love it. The Coesed Inn. Well, I, I want to say, um, thank God Facebook is back up. <clears throat> that was unbelievable yesterday. And again, I recognize that there are some people that say, what's the big deal? And social media, da da da. Be, because, you know, it's, it's a form of communication. And so many different uh, individuals, so many different individuals, um, in fact, uh, depend on it. Whether it be a business or just basic communication, whatever it may be. But Facebook going down was, um, was uh, you know, let's hope we don't see another day like that. Now, we haven't had days. That's the first time that has happened. And if you've ever uh, um, seen, if you've ever seen the, the movie Social Network about the beginning of Facebook with Mark Zuckerberg and everybody at, at Harvard, um, then... You know, one of the things that really put them on the map was the fact that they never went down, that they they would never go down. So that was highly unusual yesterday, but it was it was the lead story on the national news that shows that the power that they that they have. But I also think I, I think there's a lot of people that are not on Facebook that don't understand it. Um, and I know that. Listen, it, it's just the biggest. It is. It's not going anywhere. I know a lot of people in and out of Facebook jail and, and everything everything else. But um, it is still an incredible tool. And, folks, I you know, I've tried different live uh, streaming as far as um, I've tried different streaming, whether it be on YouTube and so forth. And the, the Facebook Live is the easiest, simplest uh, most people are able to get it. Most people are on it. I mean, there are people that are on YouTube a lot. But Facebook, the sharing, the communication back and forth, it's, uh, it's, it's just an incredible tool. So that being down was, um, was major. But I also want to touch on, folks, what you're seeing right now. And at 1235, you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. 
listen, the Biden presidency, he is um, he's not built for this storm. They I don't believe that they are built for what they need to do uh, in order to make, you know, turn the corner and get his agenda back uh, back in motion. And, you know, you heard a lot of it last week down at the border. They basically, folks, this is an open border. Shame on the Rhode Island authorities that are um, are basically telling the Biden people that will take all of the various refugees that want to come into uh, come into the country. Rhode Island should not be doing that. We really can't afford to be doing that. We certainly don't have the uh, the funds for it. We don't have uh, the, this extra money. Uh, that the state is going to have should not just be blown through. I like the idea of the there's, um, I think, one point five billion that the state has. And right now. Governor McKee has not. Um, has not. Governor McKee has not announced how he is going to spend that money. Now, I thought an interesting idea was he should just give it back to the people of Rhode Island. There is, I forget, our friend Jerry Zarella, who I love on the program, he was suggesting that he had a formula that every adult in Rhode Island could be given $2,500. And that would be good for the economy. People would spend it. So, um, but I I don't know what the plan is going to be. They're talking about all this low-income housing, but that, that certainly seems like, uh, to me, that seems like some kind of a scam. It seems like some kind of, somebody's got a deal there and they're going to make a fortune. You know, there was talk of like 500 million spent, 500 million spent on low-income housing. So I'd like to know who got that contract, right? Who is that just like a, a give back to the laborers? Does that mean that they they were able to take that money and, you know, think of that 500 million in low income housing? That sounds like a uh, somehow a, a huge amount that someone's going to be getting. Now, I also want to mention and I played some of this earlier. But, folks, here's an opinion piece from MSNBC. Kristen Sinema's bathroom protest was a long time coming. The Kristen Cinema of 2003 would have been among the activists protesting her at Arizona State University. This is by Hayes Brown, an MSNBC opinion columnist. Now, I was playing last hour the fact that these nuts, these progressive AOC socialist nuts literally followed a U.S. senator into the ladies' restroom at Arizona State University and continued to berate her, bully her, and yell at her even when she was using the facilities. But listen to this by Hayes Brown. Senator Christensen is unhappy. A group of progressive activists followed her into a bathroom over the weekend. In a statement, she said it was wholly inappropriate. Yesterday's behavior was not legitimate protest, she wrote. Leaving aside that Simna doesn't get to set the terms of how her constituents hold her accountable. You know who likely would have applauded those activist tactics? A young Kristen Cinema, The one who didn't mind calling out Democrats who are more interested in obtaining power than using it to advance their values. During the last few weeks, a tidal wave of ink have been spilled as we all try to figure out what her deal is. Why is the first-term senator acting as a roadblock to passing Biden's agenda? Because it's actually Bernie Sanders' agenda. What's driving her? Political donors' priorities? A misread of the Arizona electorate? Is she lining up a lobbying gig after her term ends? Does she have a raging case of McCain-Maverick syndrome? But here's the biggest question of the wall. What sparked her transformation from a Green Party activist into a centrist? Who may derail one of the largest, most aggressive bills. See, this is classic flip it and now make her the bad person. As you might expect, the attempts to answer the question. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, there's something wrong with these individuals 
that not only followed, following anyone, by the way, but a sitting U.S. senator into the ladies' restroom, standing there filming it. Some of her students are coming out of the stalls, washing their hands, flushing. I mean, part of it, it's, do we really need to see that? You couldn't just wait outside? You have to berate her? Like, this is how nuts these people are. All, you know, because it's so important. That's why their members had to follow her into the Arizona State restroom over the weekend demanding answers on immigration that she backed the bill. In the end, we're no closer to understanding what's eat. We, we had to do that. <clears throat> do you think we wanted to follow her into the ladies' restroom? I mean, what is wrong with these people? Hayes Brown, writer-editor for MSNBC Daily. These people are not living in reality. <clears throat> well, she's to blame because she won't support. Stop it. Enough of this foolishness chasing her in you know and they talk about you know a lot of the trump people and a lot of the trump people that you know they're like in a cult and what happened if that had been trump supporters following a female senator in it would have been here we go with january 6th all over again they are just a joke what an absolute disgrace um, folks, at 12.42, now again, though, I think um, all eyes are going to be on Governor McKee today and Dr. Scott. They're having a COVID briefing. And I, I, I don't think if you are a frontline worker and a lot of people, I want to remind people, they weren't, unless there's a change, but you weren't fired. They're giving you this time. Because they're saying you want the, they just want you to go and get the vaccine. But I want to remind people that the numbers are going down and everyone has to make their own decision. But I'm telling you that I think the state cannot go much longer with this health care staffing shortage. Second worst in the country, maybe even going to be the first worst in the country. Elective surgery at the local hospitals are being canceled. The nursing homes, major problems. These are people, frontline workers, healthcare workers. There's also a double standard with the EMTs. But what really doesn't make sense is the fact that these are people that have worked through the pandemic for 18 months. And now they're saying they're very concerned about patient care. Well, what about for the past 18 months? Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. You know, this is a great time of year, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving. They have your back. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracting company. Give them a call today. 401 732 1730-401-732-1730-J Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook and then the website is letter J, J Perry Paving. Now remember, no one treats veterans better than J Perry Paving. If you are a veteran or you're related to a veteran, folks, they're doing monthly giveaways to veterans. I just uh, spoke to a veteran the other day who uh, got the word, his daughter Contacted J. Perry Paving. They showed up, boom, and uh, gave him a brand new paved driveway. Call today, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com. We have all the stories there. You can uh, listen live and um, and really find out. We have some more stories that are going to be going up later on. We have some of the video from Washington and some other unique stories. It's a happening. It's all happening at the website, which is petro.com. So for the Governor McKee press briefing today, you know, the schools are one thing. But I'm anxious to see exactly what happens um, as far as well, you have the um, the the unvaccinated Rhode Island firefighters, what happens to them? 
and some of those are EMTs. And then you have, then you have the frontline workers. You have the frontline workers. So I also see Governor McKees uh, signed legislation, construct new buildings. Central Falls students deserve better. You know, again, the only thing that's interesting about that is, is we pay for the Central Falls School District. That should never be forgotten, folks. Let me see if that's um, just in the text on the story on it. We pay for it. Rhode Island, you do. Wherever you're listening right now, they're going to get a facelift. They deserve better new schools, future generations, state-of-the-art schools. The law, the city's going to borrow close to $6 million, any school construction repair. So ceremony took place. General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, he's saying, let's build more. Huh. Nowhere in the story does it mention that the Central Falls School District is entirely paid for <clears throat> By the people of Rhode Island. That's right. They don't pay for their own school district, which I think is wrong. They should pay for you pay for your own school district. You do. You're listing in Lincoln. You pay for your school district. It's kind of the way it should go. You're listing right now in Johnston or North Smithfield or Smithfield. Um, you pay for your school system. So you want to have build new schools, you build new schools. I don't understand when was the vote? When did we get to vote? that they get brand new schools. I don't remember voting on that. Um, I don't think it took place. And since it didn't take place, why are they getting new schools? Why are they getting new schools? I don't think they should be getting new schools. And if they want to get new schools, then why don't we put them out to bid? <clears throat> Maybe we'll get the lowest bid. But obviously that's not the, that's not the way it works. That bid will go 20% above what it should be. So, now I know there's a lot of talk about this hospital merger, but, you know, none of this to me makes sense with what we're dealing with. And that is the shortage with the health care. If you are a frontline worker and you're not working this week because you chose not to get the vaccine and now you can't go back to your job, I, I just think you should wait. Um, people have to make their own decisions. I'm not, I want to be very clear. I'm certainly not trying to talk anyone out of it. But someone asked me, I don't think that our healthcare system can sustain all these workers not being there. They can. Hospitals, as I've told you, they're already canceling elective surgery. How do hospitals make money? They make money off the elective surgery. When someone's going to have their hip replaced or their knee replaced or whatever it may be, that's really how, there's nothing wrong with it, but that's how they make their money. When you don't have the proper staff, so they have to cancel all these elective procedures, which they did last spring, 2020, during COVID. uh, I just don't think the hospitals can afford to do that much longer. So the, the question is just how long... Is the state going to go along with this mandate? Now, it also, as I mentioned, and we'll have him on, but that how do you have EMTs are unvaccinated and they're allowed to go along and do their job? And it's not affecting them. But a Cranston dentist that spoke out, the Department of Health went, he said, I'm not vaccinated. Um, He said he had COVID. He feels he has natural immunity. And um, on top of that, he he also had Lyme disease and thinks somehow that could affect him. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I know they immediately went and yanked his license, even though he planned on notifying his different patients. You know, just so you know, I, I have not been vaccinated Here's why we're taking extra precautions. And folks, right now at 1250, you know, if I thought I could get an answer, I would ask this today. But whether it's Governor McKee or Dr. Scott, a question that they still haven't answered. And the reason I say I don't know if I would ask it is because what's the point of asking a question if if I know that I'm not going to get an answer to it? Right. There's there's no point in that. So but something that has not been explained. 
is just the fact that we've learned so much about COVID from, you know, last spring. Let's say last March, April, May. We've learned it's it's really not on doorknobs as much as we maybe thought it was. Um, we also, um, we, we know it is far more person to person. You know, when, when you go, all right, I want to see, uh, here's the governor. Continue to try to get unvaccinated workers to get the shot. So, you know, this is different. This actually plays into what I've been saying. I'm going to say it. But folks, when you think of spring of 2020, think of this, Governor Raimondo. Now, again, they, they didn't know, right? They, they didn't know. I'll give them benefit of the doubt. But the fact that they were <clears throat> limiting people at the beaches, which is actually, we've learned the beach is probably the safest place people could be. Because the virus dissipates in the wind, and the sun is good for you, and being outside is better than inside. When you think of like Allure's a close the parks in Providence, total joke, total mistake. But now if you're a frontline worker, this is Alexandra Leslie. She caught up with Governor McKee. I know we had a signing. And I want to hear, this is uh, Governor McKee's just a short time ago. Uh, the vaccine mandate that's now in effect for state health care workers, any update on that? Uh, We're working our way through that right now. I think that it's been, it's, it's settled down quite a bit. Right now we got to focus on making sure we keep the, uh, the health care workers uh, healthy so that they can keep uh, the people in the state of Rhode Island healthy that they, uh, you know, that they care for. And uh, and now we got to make sure that... Um, the people who are, who are unvaccinated, we got to make sure that they there's a place, a landing place for them as well. We're not, as I mentioned in our, the, with the Ellen Slater and the vet, veterans home, uh, we're continuing working with people who are unvaccinated, try to get them vaccinated. But if they're not, uh, we're going to try to figure out a way to keep them employed in the state level until it's safe enough for them to go back into the into the healthcare settings uh, unvaccinated. Now that is, this is big. This is big that he is now taking this position. Um, that he is saying, and everyone should, until they can go back into the system unvaccinated. Until they can go back into the system unvaccinated. So as I've told you, I think they're waiting for the virus to die down, which it is, by the way. <clears throat> and... I like this. President Biden visiting Michigan. And a reporter asked a man, what are, you, what are your thoughts about the president visiting? Let me hear this. Tell me, what are your thoughts about the president visiting tomorrow? I wish you'd just stay out of the state and leave us alone. Tell me, what are your thoughts about the president visiting tomorrow? I wish you'd just stay out of the state and leave us alone. I think a lot of people feel that way about uh, President Biden right now. But again, to repeat our... Uh, this is big news, folks, right now at 1253 <clears throat> on this Tuesday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. For President, um, for Governor McKee to tell Channel 12 that until it's safe enough for them to go back into the setting unvaccinated. Uh, I mean, that's big. That is big. Now, I also, <clears throat> you know, Channel 6, Olivia DeRocha is sharing that I don't, it's unclear what caused the death. So a senior Charaho passed away and died. And they're not saying how. Um, I, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, I, I, no one should infer, you know, a lot of times lately, we, we don't know why people, you know, you're seeing more and more about that, that people are suddenly just passing away. And I have to admit, um, <clears throat> I um, I don't know if, I mean, I a lot of times I assume, and it could be incorrectly, that it's drug related. Just because there's so many overdoses with fentanyl. And there's a lot of people that are ingesting fentanyl and they don't realize that they are. Uh, they could think they're getting one thing and smoke it and not know there's fentanyl in it. I heard of someone that got together with some uh, friends they hadn't seen in a long time. I think it was like a college reunion a little bit. <clears throat> and someone said, look what I got. And they hadn't done 
uh, cocaine since college or in a really long time. And what they didn't realize is that it had uh, somehow been spiked with fentanyl. And, and what should have been a happy reunion, um, instead, you know, there was a fatality. So I, um, I don't know what to, I, I don't speculate anymore. But, it, you know, many times when someone passed away unexpectedly, folks, it, you know, let's face it, it just, it doesn't happen. Never mind if you have someone that's in their 50s or, in this case, a high school senior. Um, we don't know. I think if, if it's COVID-related, people should know a little bit. It would do kind of a service, uh, public service in some ways. But otherwise, it's just going to lead to rampant speculation. But because of fentanyl, um, that absolutely, you know, contributes to it. And so I understand and it's up to um, it's up to the family to then if they want to, you know, put cause of death. Now, many times, folks, if there was, you know, if it was a car accident and I've also seen where you have people that are victims of gun violence, and in the it just says passed away at the hospital. They don't say, you know, violently shot such and such number of times. So I um I think it's it's ongoing. I want to just play this quick cut. Fox Business Anchor. Where was the FAA? When Senator Cinema was getting assaulted on that airplane, where were the flight attendants? I'm shocked by the video. You know, I actually agree with her. Why did they allow one of these protesters to go up and yeah, berate her? Will, they're totally ignorant, these protesters, this uh, DACA recipient, this immigration activist. They want to pass citizenship, which the parliamentarian, Elizabeth McDonough, has said it's not even allowed to be in the bill. So they don't even know why they're protesting. You know, where was the FAA when Kristen Cinema was getting assaulted on that airplane? I'm sorry, where were the flight attendants there, guys? I'm shocked by that video. I'm a former flight attendant. I would have immediately well, stepped if in. Taken off her mask, her. they would have been there. Good. Well, I know if a two-year-old, you know, can't keep their mask on, then, oh, they show up, and then you're thrown off the plane. But that's- you know, I actually agree with that. I don't, I don't know where they were. Why was that allowed? Oh, my God, folks. All right, folks, right now it's 1258. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. So I repeat, uh, Alexandra Leslie at Channel 12, I want you to listen. She caught up with Governor McKee. This is a big statement. He's going to be addressed to the media later. But I want you to listen, especially if you're a frontline worker. This is significant that he's saying this. The the vaccine mandate that's now in effect for state health care workers. Any update on that? Uh, We're working our way through that right now. I think that it's been settled down quite a bit. Right now we've got to focus on making sure we keep the uh, health care workers uh, healthy so that they can keep the people in the state of Rhode Island healthy that they... you know, that they care for. And uh, and now we got to make sure that um, the people who are, who are unvaccinated, we got to make sure that they there's a place, a landing place for them as well. We're not, as I mentioned, in our, the, with the Ellen Slater and the vet, Veterans Home, uh, we're continuing to work with people who are unvaccinated, try to get them vaccinated, but if they're not, uh, we're going to try to figure out a way to keep them employed in the state level until it's safe enough for them to go back into well, that is a very significant development. So, folks, here's what we're going to do. It's John DePietro, 1259 on this Tuesday. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Next hour, radio only. You can listen, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can listen at the website, DePietro.com. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news, but leave it right here. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show.